This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning, golf fans. Welcome inside a very, very special edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And last week, we spent a lot of time talking about golf ball rollback proposals and the PGA Tour and players' reaction. But we also brought up the fact that we had a big announcement coming, and that announcement is now on social media. We're going to get to that momentarily very busy show first mark let's go to you it looks like are, are you do you have sunglasses on right now are you in casa de campo where are you right now i arrived yesterday gentlemen in casa de campo i watched the last round of the valspar in spanish oh. and it is way better in spanish <laughs> so i don't care how good uh nbc cbs pj tour live pj tour radio etc broadcast is nothing beats the uh the tele Latino coverage of the uh, of the of the Valspar was amazing. Uh, Bob, I guess we missed the memo on the sunglasses today. Are you? It looks like you're in Toronto too. Yeah, it's uh, it is sunny out here, but I don't think it's quite as warm. I see Mark sitting there in his uh, his muscle shirt and uh, is that a speedo? It's like a speedo. I'm not quite in those. I'm in. I've got. I've still got a sweatshirt on. Okay, well, uh, yes, it's uh, well, it seems like I mean, spring does spring officially starts later today. Is that right? So I mean, we're, we're on the way up here. Like it's the winter's almost over. It's nice that it's not pitch black at six o'clock anymore. So it, it seems like we are getting back to the swing of things. We'll get to this announcement shortly. Another very busy show uh, today. We're going to be joined by Michelle Liu from the Swing Lab Performance and Therapy Center. I've had a couple of sessions with Michelle over the last uh, over a year now. Mark, I know you've seen her. I also heard that Carlo Koliakovo has now seen Michelle, and she told me that she's going to get Carlo another 30 yards. Carlo, I hope you're listening right now, because Carlo with another 30 yards would be dangerous on the golf course, as well as program director Jeff McDonald, who is the biggest golf fan perhaps ever, and he has seen her many, many times. So we'll hear from Michelle a little later in the show. We're going to recap the Valspar Championship, a wild week for Jordan Spieth. Taylor Moore breaking out. A live event went on. Pretty crazy finish at that live tournament, too. But first, let's hit some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger. Everybody knows one. All right, let's start with the news that broke on social media about 35 minutes ago. 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Bigger, better in 2023. Mark, give us the details. All right, Adam. So, so far, we've got some pretty good uh, response. People are excited and thrilled that we changed it up. A complete revamp, one of our uh, listeners and, and viewers uh, suggested, which I think is cool. And we got to give kudos uh, out to Nick and the team at TaylorMade because it was really their idea to say, hey, let, let's change it up this year. And not only did they change it up, they doubled the prizing. It's usually been just over 20000 in prizing. This year, 20 weeks of TaylorMade is over 40000 in prizing. And we're going to give away weekly prizes, season-long prizes, and a grand prize 
all starting Masters Week in our first ever PGA Tour Fantasy Golf Pool. So what we're asking our listeners, viewers, and followers to do, you can go to GolfTalkCanada.com, go to our website, GolfTalkCanada.com, go to Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada, Instagram, at Golf Talk Canada. You can find the link everywhere. It's out there. It's free to play. You just click the link. You register. It's free and open to every Canadian resident outside of Quebec. And just play every week. We're looking for your six picks. You put in your six uh, picks for that week's PGA Tour stop. It's going to run for 20 weeks from the Masters to the BMW Championship for 20 straight weeks. We're giving away iron, stealth product, a stealth two product, excuse me, hybrids, fairway mount, you name it. And the prizes are bigger, better than ever. And then for our grand prize, anyone who participates at all, Adam, in our grand prize, if you just play one week, if you register and play one week and not all 20, it doesn't matter. We're doing a blind draw for anyone who is registered at any point for the grand prize, which is a custom set through the bag, tailor-made experience, top to bottom. We'll call it the Scotty Scheffler experience without the footwork. Footwork's your own problem. Mm. And a trip for two to Casa de Campo. That trip for two is, is a week of golf, uh, food and beverage, accommodations, uh, I mean, is the all the, the entire kit and caboodle minus the airfare? It's all up on the website. The constant contest rules, the details, the prizing, everything's there. Go to golftalkcanada.com. Go to our Twitter handle or Instagram handle. Tell your friends. T- tell your family. Not only is it free, it's fun. We've got bragging rights involved. And what's cool this year is we're gonna have everybody at the TSN family play along. So we've got you know, O Dog and Hayes and Overdrive involved. We've got Carlos and AK and the and first up, and we've got we're trying to get everybody. So uh, I know Lindsay's on holiday. I'll bug her Masters Week to get involved. But Kara, uh, I know she, you know she Kara uh, plays a ton of golf. I see her all the time on the range. So get, let's get her registered. Let's get Duffy registered. Let's get everybody out there. Uh, and let's have some fun with this. And uh, we should put in teams too, guys. And But even though we'll be uneligible for prizing, maybe we'll see uh, how bad we are compared to our listeners and, and viewers and followers. Well, it, it's interesting <laughs> because, you know, every week we obviously give our picks from more of a fantasy edge perspective uh, for that week's PGA tournament. But, Bob, I know we, we, we speak at length on this show during the summer months about 20 weeks of TaylorMade. And, I mean, the fact that it's double – that it was last year? I mean, I don't know about you, but my jaw is having a hard time getting off the, the ground right now. We're going to make a lot of people very happy this year, and <laughs> there's going to be a lot of stuff being given out, handed out, uh, one, I guess, this year, if, if that's a better way to, to phrase it. And I think this year it's going to be a lot more, a lot more uh, engaging because you don't just sort of sign your name up. You actually take part. You've got to make some picks and... I, I'm with you, though. I'm a little nervous that people are going to kind of show us up and, and expose our uh, our skills at uh, picking winners. Although we've had a pretty good season so far, I will say that. We have had a good year so far. I mean, Bob, you are leading. So, I mean, you know, take that as you were. I mean, Mark and I both had great chances this past week at the Valspar. Mark had Jordan Spieth until he hit 
one of the worst tee shots we'll ever see down the stretch at a tournament way right into the water on 16. We'll get to that a little later in the show. I, Tommy Fleetwood, who made a bogey on a par five on the 14th hole on Sunday. We'll also get to that a little later in the show. But, Bob, you're currently leading this. And, you know, this is awesome for us. 20 weeks of TaylorMade. It's bigger. It's better in 2023. We'll have much more as we get closer to Masters Week because that's just around the corner, which is certainly awesome to see. Now, speaking of TaylorMade, Brooke Henderson, she is also back playing this week on the LPGA Tour. Of course, she won her first start using a full bag, a full set of tailor-made clubs, and now she is back this week. Bob, she had a couple of, her last couple of starts haven't clearly been her best, but she can't win every week, obviously. What are your expectations for Brooke here as the LPGA <laughs> season does start to ramp up? Well, I think she's going to like it a little more. They're getting back to a little bit more of a, uh, what you'd call, I guess, a regular schedule. They're going to start, obviously, playing this week at, uh, in Arizona. Then they go to California, Hawaii, Texas, uh, back to California. But they're, they're playing quite a bit. And, of course, they have their first major coming up, which this year is a little bit different. It's been moved to Texas. It's at the Woodlands. It used to be uh, what we'd call the Dinah Shore or the ANA. And it's now the Chevron Championship which always used to come the week before the Masters. Now it's going to be after the Masters, which I think is a good improvement because it sort of got lost, I must admit, between that and then when Augusta National started the uh, amateur, the Augusta National Women's Amateur Championship. So now they're going to have a week all to themselves for their first major of the year, and I'm looking forward to that, and I'm sure Brooke is too. I'm sure she is. <clears throat> she is as well, and, you know, obviously a great start to the year for Brooke and you know she won her second career major last year and I know our expectations are sky high her expectations are obviously sky high looking forward to seeing Brooke next in action this week now Bob you mentioned the Masters and a lot of our coverage here going forward heading into the Masters one of the big storylines will be this will be one of the first times we have seen live players and PGA players going mano e mano going toe to toe and there were some comments made by Freddie Couples about Phil Mickelson. Now, I don't think I can actually, I, I don't think I can say this on radio, so I'm not going to repeat what Fred Couples said exactly. We'll, we'll say he, he, he dissed him a little bit, put it that way. Um, Mark, what kind of reception do you think, what do you think the Champions Dinner is going to be like? Do you think it's going to be awkward? Do you think it's going to be cordial? What are you expecting? Uh, I got to believe there's going to be moments of awkwardness. I saw Sergio trying to play it down. He actually, Sergio actually said the right thing for a change with that one comment. He said, listen, I'm going to the master's dinner because I earned it and I have a right to be there as did everyone else in the room. And I hope they're going for the same reasons to celebrate it and to enjoy it. So he's right. But at the end of the day, I mean, these are clear lines in the sand. And, and again, I'll go back to what I said, you know, a few weeks ago and a couple of months ago. This, this this doesn't need to be as awkward and uncomfortable as it is, if there wasn't lawsuits involved and players weren't bad mouthing the tour that they played on for twenty years and became multi multi millionaires for. If they just had it gone to 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 the Saudi league and said, "Hey, I'm here because I took I took the money." And I don't think, and for some guys, I'm not interested in as much golf anymore, which is DJ. Or for some guys, I don't think I can compete anymore on that tour. So I took the money. If they had just did that and said, hey, I'm all in. We're going to try this. This could be fun. It, it could be exciting. I took the money. If they just did that, I think they'd be in a, in a much better 
public relations position. And you can see the language, language this week. Even Phil Mickelson, who has been the biggest basher from day one, this week in Tucson was like he was, a, like he was scripted from a New York, New York PR firm this week. Didn't bash the PGA Tour. Uh, it was all about a unique team event. It was like all of a sudden changing his colors. Here's a problem, guys. It's been a year and there's lawsuits going on. This is this should have been the game plan out of the gates. How do you guys feel about this? Like, I'd love because to me, if they had a, if they had a ditch the Greg Norman game plan, which was lawsuits, fighting, and you know, throwing the tour that made the millionaires under the bus. That was Greg Norman's. That's his thing, and they all jumped in on it. If they just said no, actually, I'm not going to go that way, and they went the Harold Varner route, all of them collectively and took that PR campaign, I think things would be a lot different for, I don't think they'd be this wonderful product that people were in love with, but I don't think they'd be as dark a place they are with some people. Let's just put it that way. Bob? You know, um, getting back to sort of the original part of the Masters, I think, I think there will be a little bit of awkwardness. I think that um, in talking to a couple people last week at the Players' Championship who were going to be at that dinner, they sort of said there's, there's sort of a seating plan that happens naturally, and you tend to sit beside or in near the same people all the time at those dinners. So I imagine the, I think it's five um, Masters winners from Liv will sit probably at one end of the table or one area. Um, it, could be, it could be more. I might be wrong, but I think it's five. And if... Um, and there's 18 players in the field. I think one of the more interesting stories is going to be how the players perform at Augusta National. Bryson DeChambeau has not played very well in the first two live events at all. Dustin Johnson has kind of been middle of the pack. And there's guys who are struggling with their games. And listen, like Dustin Johnson has played two tournaments before he goes to the Masters. So there's a lot of different things that are in play here between the, the two sides, the us versus them. Um, I don't think it'll be all bad, bad blood because I've, I've saw at the U.S. Open last year uh, Gary Woodland and, and Dustin Johnson playing a practice round together and chatting as if it was old times. There's still some good friendships amongst these players. There are some, some harsh parts, obviously, as we brought up with uh, Fred Couples and Sergio, but I think the dynamic is going to be very, very interesting. And if you have, let's say, Rory McIlroy and Patrick Reed coming down 18 on Sunday tied, woo-wee. Wait for the fireworks to start. All I'm picturing, if that were to happen, is that gif where, where the guy sits back with the popcorn and he's just sitting back watching the entertainment <laughs> factor go in. And, Bob, you mentioned the five uh, Masters champions who will be there. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have Phil Mickelson. We have Dustin Johnson. We have Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, and Bubba Watson uh, as the five. Oh, wait, it's actually and Charles, Charles Schwartzel. I forgot Charles Schwartzel. Charles Schwartzel, Charles you're right. Schwartzel. Yes, okay. Charles, Charles Schwartzel. So six of them. Uh, and now, before we go to break, I, wa I want to stay on, on this Masters theme because, you know, we're a couple weeks away. It's hard to believe we're a couple weeks away. And we'll get to Taylor Moore's victory on, at the Valspar just uh, on the other side. But one of the big storylines, aside from PGA versus Liv at the Masters this year, will be the revamped 13th hole because they have now uh, lengthened it another 35 yards uh or yeah 35 yards and scotty scheffler your past champion who's obviously on a tear right now was playing augusta national last week for a practice round and he said the following about the 13th hole and i quote 
I usually hit a big hooking three wood off that tee, and now I hit driver on a little bit of a different angle. So it's definitely changed the hole significantly, whereas if you hit a really good drive before, you could kind of get around the corner, or I could kind of get around the corner and maybe a mid iron in. And now you're kind of hitting it into that slope in the fairway, and you may be ripping three iron into that green. So you could see more guys laying up to that hole, especially depending upon pin position. Mark, 13th hole. As a longer hole, do you think it'll be a better hole or melodramatic? Well, the jury will be out. I still think it's a gettable par five, but the jury will be out and we'll know after four days sample size if we like it better or not. My gut tells me this, guys. My gut tells me the drive is going to be easier. But the second shot is going to be more difficult. The second shot is going to look more like the second shot from 25 years ago, 30 years ago, which will bring a little bit of teeth back into the second shot. But I think the drive will be easier because you heard it right there. Those guys were trying to work slingshot hooks around the corner or take on that dog leg. And when they did so, it also brought disaster into play. You turn that ball over a little too much and there comes the big number. And if you don't turn it over and you blast it through the fairway into those pine needles and that pine straw that guard the top right apex of the dog leg, again, big numbers and decisions into play. So I think the risk reward off the tee has almost been taken away because now it's just, you know, it's a softer line, straighter shot off the tee. But now that second shot becomes difficult because if you were actually able to pull off the tee shot before, that second shot was now almost a gimme for these guys. So they've reversed the script in a way. It used to be the challenge was off the tee. That's where you took your risk and you got your reward with an easy second. Now the challenge is, okay, not so much challenge off the tee. Everybody's kind of going to hit it into that same area there. And now you decide what you want to do on the second shot. So... I don't know about you guys, but if, if, the, if the desire was to put the old hole back in play the way the older pros used to look at it, how it used to play, then I think they've likely achieved that. But we'll wait and see. But I'm not so sure that it's, it's better, guys. I mean, all they've done is take the risk-reward out of the tee shot. Yeah, and I, I'm more curious here, too, on, you know, because it's a, it's a challenging layup shot, depending where the pin is, too. If you go long on that hole anywhere, you're you're – it's hard. It's the up and down is very challenging. Bob, what do you think about this change? What are you expecting in a couple of weeks? Uh, two things. Having chatted with a couple of people who played it, played the golf course with the renovations. One, um, don't be surprised if they move the tees up on one day yeah. at Augusta National, maybe Sunday, so they could play or that 13th hole, so they could actually bring it back in where you could make a, a nice eagle run. So that's an option for them. The other thing that's happened apparently that no one's talking about is the 11th hole has been lengthened considerably as well. Now, it's a par four. And it's already one of the toughest holes on the golf course, but uh, it is also considerably longer, and you're going to see a lot of bogeys, I think, going on that hole, and a lot of players you know, bailing out right and then trying to chip it up and get it up and down, which is sort of what Larry Mize did, of course, even though that Larry Mize shot is not there anymore, but so... Couple, just a couple things to consider when you're, when you're going to start watching the play in, the, in a couple of weeks. Well, it's getting that time of year. We're 18 days away from the opening tee shot being hit at the Masters. So excited for that. On the other side, a life-changing victory for Taylor Moore at the Valspar Championship. We'll recap his victory next. This is Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Uh, welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Mark Skino, Bob Weeks. Mark, is your home studio overheating? There, you look like you're a little warm in the in, in the sunshine at uh, Casa de Campo. It, it is about. It's going to top out at 31 Celsius today, and a oh, light, light so breeze, sorry. barely a cloud in the sky. So yeah, I mean, but it's like that every day of the year here. It's unbelievable. I, I'm looking at the forecast, and it's it's just Groundhog Day. Um, so we'll see. We'll. Uh, Maybe try to hit a few golf balls. I got a busy, busy day, lots of work, but I might go to try to hit uh, some golf balls later on today. So we'll see. I'm sorry, yeah, but we don't have a lot of sympathy for you, Mark. <laughs> 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 well, uh, anyways, Taylor Moore is a champion now on the PGA Tour. A very, very, very solid Sunday to win the Valspar Championship to get it done on the PGA Tour. Let's hear from the latest winner on the PGA Tour at the Valspar Championship. I didn't see my first scoreboard until 17. Um, kind of before I had that bunker shot, I, I knew where I was at. Um, really got it off to a good start though today, you know, hit hit a great three wood and a one, um, made birdie there and then was pretty smooth sailing on the front nine. Was uh, happy to get that birdie on nine and then I think the shot on 15 is really when I kind of locked in for the finish. Um, hit a great nine iron there. We had a perfect perfect yardage, good win. Hit that one close, made the putt, and then 16. Got pretty lucky on the drive to to be right of the cart path there to where I still had a shot at the green, but um, was, you know, trying to just hit the middle of the green there. I got a little closer than I thought it would and made that putt and, and uh, finished her off. And we'll have a full recap on the Valspar uh, Championship on the other side with the, some of the notables who came up short. Uh, but, Mark, yet again, you know, Valspar Championship, of course, that's not the longest on the PGA Tour. Ten under par gets it done. I mean, we, we spent an hour on our Wednesday show talking about distance debating and rollback proposals and all that. But when you have a golf course set up the way it was, it was brilliant theater. There we go again, right, guys? That was my first tweet. I was like, I got to say something because I was just so irritated. I mean, we're two weeks removed from nine under par winning the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and now 10 under par wins. There's one player in double digits. This is not the longest golf course on the PGA Tour by any means. It is a golf course, though. You and I and Bob talked about it last week. You got to play the golf course from the green back. You got to pick what side of the fairway, create angles, yada, yada. It's awkward. 16, very awkward. I know we'll get to that. But... There is no distance debate. There is no problem with the game, uh, which is why I said if you want to cap a golf ball, if you want to say this is the limit, boys, uh, like we did with drivers 10 years ago, 10-plus years ago, fine, whatever the year was. Uh, but there is currently no problem with the game, and they're making up a problem that isn't there. 
It's all about setup. And again, to Bob's point, which Bob reiterates all the time, this is the 0.01% of the 1%. Bob, what do you think about this too, before we go to break about, you know, we spent so much time on our show last week talking on our show last Wednesday, I should say, talking about, you know, rolling back the golf ball and 9,000 yard golf courses. But if you get the setup right, if the temperature's right, if the wind's right, if the rough's right, you get a course set up like this. And regardless of how far the guys hit it, it's, it's just good golf down the stretch. There's a lot more to this, obviously, than just guys hitting long off the tee. And you can you can range it in, you can bring it in, as we've seen them in a couple of different weeks this year. You can do things that don't require a big rollback. I'd be fine if they just froze it where it is right now. Instead of rolling back, saying, okay, it can't go any further. The other thing that nobody's bringing up about this, which someone brought up to me on the weekend, which I thought was quite good, is who's going who's gonna to actually pay for all these golf balls because no one is using these except for the PGA Tour and yet the companies still have to produce them they still have to test they have to figure out how to do it they have R&D behind it and everything and and the only people who are going to use these are those 0.001% of players at the elite level so still a lot to sort through here but the examples we've seen on the PGA Tour in the last couple of weeks have shown that maybe this isn't really that necessary yeah, a lot to unpack here, and we'll have a full breakdown of the proposed rollback on our television show this week, including lots of sound from PGA Tour players, including guys like Justin Thomas and Harry Higgs, who had some very pointed comments. On the other side, we'll continue to recap the Valspar Championship, and what a wild week it was for Jordan Speed, who probably should have won this golf tournament. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Mark Spino, and Bob Weeks. Recapping now the Valspar Championship. Won by Taylor Moore, who was 10 under par for four rounds. He was very solid, too, on Sunday. The only player in the top five of the final leaderboard without a bogey on the back nine of Sunday's final round and that just goes to show course setup and how great copperhead course at innisbrook really is and it's really most known for the snake pit which is a great three-hole stretch on the pga tour and bob yet again the snake pit did not disappoint throughout the week it it was very challenging for all four days for all these guys playing this tournament yeah it really it really is a tough stretch of holes and coming down on Sunday was obviously playing a big part in, in who walked off with the trophy. But you can go back earlier in the week. Adam Hadwin was playing quite well and then came to that part and actually said in a tweet afterwards that he got bit by the snake pit and that's what uh, sent him on his weekend, gave him the weekend off. But certainly when you look at the, um, the thinking you have to do to get around some of those holes and where you're playing away from water and then you end up kind of stuck in a tree... Um, as Adam Shank did with that left-handed wet shot he had to play. It was, uh, it was really great theater, I thought, coming down the stretch. There was a lot of, still possi- a lot of possibilities, 
a lot of players still involved in the last two or three holes, and that kept it interesting. It really did. You know, guys with a chance to post a number like Taylor Moore did. It was so impressive, the up and down from probably 20 yards from a greenside bunker on 17, and then that lag two-putt from 80 feet to end, making the seven-footer to, to clinch the victory post 10 under and watch the other guys down the stretch falter. Uh, Mark, before we hear from some of these notables, what did you think of the snake pit overall for the four days? I, I love this golf course. I always said it's one of my favorites in Florida, although I don't, it doesn't feel very Florida, Floridian in a way. There's so much elevation change, especially when you're on property, those tall, thin pines. It almost has a Carolina feel to it. And certainly the snake pit did exactly what it was supposed to really do in this golf tournament. It decided the champion, maybe with one swing and one putt, two putts, decide the championship. And that's what a great finish is supposed to do, just like we saw last week at the Players' Championship. Yeah, certainly. It was a great finish down the stretch. And one player who played very good golf for, could call, really called 71 holes. He played a lot of great, solid golf was Adam Shank, one of the great names in golf, period. But Adam Shank, you know, he had a really good chance to win. He got an absolutely putrid break on the 72nd hole. Wasn't his best swing, but, you know, he misses the fairway way left. He's stymied by a tree, has to go left-handed. Before we discuss Adam Shank, let's hear from Adam Shank shortly after that 72nd hole. It stinks. I mean, I just I hit a really bad drive on the last hole. I towed it. Um, wish it could have lightly hit somebody and stayed where I had a chance to get to the green, but it did not, and I didn't deserve it. Um, and I had a chance with the wedge shot that came up short, and then I had a chance with the putt, which, which was, I mean, surprisingly, actually at the pin and came close. But... Um, it stinks to get so close, but great week all in all. So I, I can't really complain. David and I did about as good as we could have done with um, with how I hit it today. Didn't hit it quite as good, um, but very pleased. Okay, so let's get to the decision on the 72nd hole. So Adam Shank, he, he hits it way left off the tee, like he mentioned. He's kind of hoping it would have nudged the fan and you know went back a little closer to civilization, so to speak. But his ball is absolutely stymied. He really can't go at it right-handed unless he hit it backwards. So you see him take these absolutely huge practice swings left-handed. And, you know, these guys are professional golfers. Maybe they practice a little bit left-handed. Uh, I know the caddy was trying to tell him to take an unplayable lie right beside. Bob, what did you think about the decision? Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, but he got a lot out of that left-handed shot that went way further than he probably could have ever imagined. It's a pretty risky shot, obviously. I've tried to do it right-handed. I'm a left-handed golfer, as you know, and Mark is as well. And I've tried to do that sometimes, and, and I've, uh, I've messed it up more often than I've hit a good one like Shank did. And you're right. You know, you could have saved yourself uh, the real dangerous possibility by taking the unplayable. But I guess he figured he could make better use of it doing it that way. I was, I was con really surprised that he tried that, but it was kind of fun to watch. I must admit that. It certainly was, especially with a chance to win for the first time on the PGA Tour. And Mark, I know when he was, I know you, we were listen, watching the broadcast in Spanish, so I, I don't know how much they actually showed, but he, uh, or you could actually hear it, but, you know, he was trying to say he wanted to hit the ball 15 or 20 feet, and it went 70 yards. I mean, it, it was such a risky shot. What did you think of the decision overall? Yeah, because you just, I mean, it's, 
I hear this all the time from the guys and Bob, I'm sure you hear it too. It's like, we don't practice that. So these guys practice so many aspects of the game constantly over and over and over again. The unpredictability of that, Adam, is, is so fearful to that twosome in that moment. And to your point, they ended up getting a result that they weren't even trying to do. They weren't even trying to plan, right? Um, it's the, the end of this golf tournament, I mean, had so many little weird moments like that that could have flipped. I mean, so many guys could have won this golf tournament within one shot, right? It was so exciting again. And I saw so many tweets yesterday because uh, I was trying to watch stuff on Twitter, which I don't normally do. But because I was watching it in Spanish, I'm like, geez, what's really going on here? Because <laughs> the Spanish ain't so good. Uh, and, I, and the one thing I got or the one overall sensation or feeling I got from the golf community was, hey, for the second non-designated event in a row, for the second tournament in a row that isn't supposed to be, you know, the best and star power and this and this, people were loving it. They love the finish. They love the, the drama down the stretch. They love the stuff you're talking about there, Adam, with the situation and what you're going to get from it and the thought on the decision. I mean, that's really what golf's all about. Yeah, stars are important. Stars drive sports like anything else. But once you're down to the, you know, to the last few holes on Sunday... It almost doesn't matter who's swinging the golf club at that point. The situation and the drama of winning a championship, to me, is what takes over. Well, it's the entertainment factor, too. And, you know, at this time last week, we were recapping Scotty Scheffler's win at the Players' Championship, which, quite frankly, Parade. wasn't very entertaining because he dominated the field. He won by five shots, and he has a kajillion dollars in his bank account already. But when you're talking about guys looking to win for the first time on the PGA Tour, the pressure that comes into that... It was just a great finish overall. And Mark, you're, you're talking about guys uh, practicing so many different shots. That reminds me of that great club pro guy who talks about, you know, practicing his, uh, his punch out shots and strokes game punching out. But, you know, I'm not sure how many guys actually practice that, that little punch shot there. But another thing about Valspar, before we get to Jordan Speed, is I love that finishing hole and that pin location all the way back on that green. We remember a couple of years ago when Tiger was really making that comeback in 2018. He was one shot off the lead. He hit a three iron off the tee. He wasn't confident hitting driver and no one could get the ball all the way back to that pin location. Patrick Reed had a chance too. And he putted the ball all the way up. It came all the way back and no one this past Sunday could get on that back tier as well. And that includes Jordan Speed, who three putted the last hole, missed about a three footer, pull, he really yanked it uh, for a bogey on his closing hole to finish tie for third. 67 70, 69 70 for Jordan Speed at the Valspar Championship. Before we recap Jordan Speed's performance, let's hear from Speed shortly after finishing on Sunday. I thought today was going to be a challenge. We didn't really get any rain, so um, it was going to be a tough course, and I was trying to set a goal to try and be three under and on 18 green and uh i was two under on 18 green which three under would have been in a nice spot all things considered but um it was uh yeah just a, i mean i made two bad swings today i got away with the one on six and i didn't get away with the one on 16 fought hard from there and um it made a nice bogey and then a nice couple shots on the last couple and that 18th pin is just brutal there you just can't rely on having to birdie that hole to that pin there you go Jordan Spieth mentioning that pin on the 18th hole and Mark I know last week you mentioned you have your eyes on Jordan Spieth for a couple of weeks 18 days away now at the Masters obviously he has great success there in the past but when you see shots like, hap like what happened to him on the 16th hole when he missed that fairway by 
I don't know, 30, 40 yards in the middle of a water hazard. There a little cause for concern there, Mark, for you about Jordan Speed. Well, you mentioned it. You, you, you hit me up. You text me, and that's why sometimes he looks like a 14 handicap. And it's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's he, – listen, he was my pick this week to win this, this golf tournament. And he probably likely should have won this golf tournament. I mean, there's a few things that concern me. The tee shot on 16 for, for multiple reasons. The conversation on the tee – I mean, I wish we had had full mic audio logged because I was watching it in Spanish and I was trying to figure out what they were talking about. But I mean, he ends up going with a shot selection that later, guys, he says is his hardest shot to hit a low peeling cut, like a penetrating cut. So in the heat of the moment, when the when the tournament's on the line, he went with the most uncomfortable shot in his bag. So that sends warning signals up to me there. Yes, the shot shape was requiring a left-to-light lower flight in a perfect world, but why not just, hey, you're the leader in this golf ring. Get something in the fairway, even if you got to leave it a little further back. He was lucky to get out of there with what was really a heroic bogey. Should have been a double, which, you know, kept, and the fact that he made bogey, it kept them in the tournament. So the, the, shot, the shot selection, the way he's thinking, bothered me, for one. Then the execution... Two bothered me. But then, Adam, you and I again texting on the next hole, guys. Bob, next hole. He goes hole hunting. He pulls it off. And that putting stroke, I mean, that was a wave. He never he had a putt for two to reclaim the lead in this golf tournament and, and really go to the, hole, the final hole with a par for a playoff. And he waves at a very makeable birdie effort from well inside 10 feet. Um... So there's so much that bothers me about uh, Spieth's finish. It almost bothers me to the point where maybe he's not on my radar anymore, which is sad. I don't know. I got to wait and see here because, I mean, that is just, there's so much bad in about, in about a 20-minute period. There is so much bad ammunition on Jordan Spieth. Bob, Bob, for you, I mean, on Saturday for the third round, Spieth had five bounce-back birdies. His round, it was like a yo-yo. It was up and down and up and down. For, for him at the Masters come 18 days away, is this just a case of if he avoids making a big number, if he avoids making double bogey, he's just going to be there on Sunday? I think so, but, but <laughs> I don't... I, I, I don't know if he's going to do that. I mean, you, he's sort yeah. of like a bumper car going around in one of those uh, amusement parks and trying not to hit anybody. It's, it's like you sort of wonder how much he can take on, how much he can get, uh, save himself from. I mean, he hit some great bunker shots down the stretch yesterday as well. And there were, there's sort of that aspect of his game where he's able to pull himself out of disasters or poor shots and rectify the situation. Like Mark said, he should have had the double on that one hole and got a double and got a bogey out of it. And I don't know if, if you can do that as much around Augusta National. There's the, the penalties for some of the misses are just so, so much more severe than they are at a place like Valspar. So I just think that I, I'm with you. I'm not sure that he's really on my radar right now. He might, he might change my mind this week. We'll see. It goes back and forth, but I'm not sure right now. Yeah, I, I, was, I was reading his highlights on Saturday night on, on SportsCenter, and I was texting back and forth with Kristen Murphy, our, our GTC contributor, and, and she was just talking about how, you know, this guy's must-see TV. And it's like, 
whether he's playing well or he's not. Like you have to keep your eye on Jordan Spieth because you know he can look like an absolute twelve handicap on one point and then go out and hit an unbelievable shot like he did on the seventy first hole on Sunday. He is he's so much fun to watch and uh, we'll have our eye on Jordan Spieth. Who will have him on their team come Masters week? You'll have to wait and see. Now speaking of the Masters, before we go to break, from a Canadian perspective. Nick Taylor, another great week, tie for 10th. And now, Bob, as he goes into the match play, if he has a really good week to get inside that top 50 for the world rankings, then a berth on the, at the Masters could be in the cards for him. But he really needs another good week at the match play coming up, doesn't he? He, he does. He's going to have to make a big, big push because he, he's 67th. He moved up to 67th this week, and I just don't think that, I mean, you can't, You've got to go deep into the match play to, to move up uh, 17 spots. So he can, he can do it. He's playing. He's arguably having the best year he's had in his career since, I don't know. But I mean, the consistency and the number of good finishes probably could be the argued that he's on his course for his best year. So we'll see if he can pull something out. It's a magical. Adam Hadwin's in the same kind of situation. He needs a big week to get in there. And, of course, if we do get one of the two of them in there, then it would be the most Canadians we've ever had in the Masters at five which is certainly amazing too. And this year is a special one at the Masters as 20 years ago, Mike Weir won the green jacket and made Canadian golf history. Wasn't that awesome? Mark, before we go break, do you have something to say? Yeah, don't forget what Corey Connors did, guys, a few years ago, right? You know, top 50 is a cutoff, but we could always win the Valero Texas Open as well, right? And punch your ticket to the Masters. But that's a big ask to your point. But hey, Corey did it before, so who knows? Fingers crossed, right? Absolutely. Fingers crossed. And, you know, it's less than three weeks away now until the Masters. So exciting. And we'll have uh, full coverage. Of course, Masters Week is going to be a very busy one for all of us across the TSN network. We'll have much more on that and all of our involvement in Masters coverage as we get closer to the best week of the year. On the other side, we'll recap 20 weeks of TaylorMade. If you missed our announcement on the top or on social media, we'll tell you how you can get involved and we'll tee up our two. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Wrapping up hour one here on GTC, Adam Scully, Mark Pino, Bob Weeks, all around the table. Now, if you missed our announcement earlier in the show, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade is back. And Mark, it is bigger and better than it's ever been before. For those who missed it, tell our listeners, tell our viewers how they can get involved. Yeah, we're going to be pumping this up throughout the summer across the entire TSN network. Uh, 20 Weeks Taylor made 40000 now. 40000 We have doubled the prizing from 20 to 40. Grand prize is a full set of golf clubs, including a trip for two to Casa de Campo in the Dominican Republic. And this year, our phones have been blowing up all morning. My email's blowing up. Everything's blowing up. We announced it at 9.30 this morning. Go to Golf Talk Canada on Twitter and Instagram. Go to golftalkcanada.com. We're doing a fantasy golf pool this year. That's how you win this great stuff. We're going to have weekly prizes, season-long prizes, grand prize. 
And even if you participate just one week, you're in the grand prize draw, but there's amazing prizes. All going to start Masters Week, but go register now. Fantasy Golf Pool. Uh, go to golftalkcanada.com to register and, and stay with us on our social media platforms to, to stay involved. But uh, it should be a lot of fun this year with leaderboards and uh, more prizing. And uh going to be a great year, guys. And I can't believe, I feel like, We've been on the air nonstop for a couple of months now, and we're not even at Augusta yet. So, I mean, we got four majors, a playoffs, and a Ryder Cup to go. Do you believe that? Unbelievable. We certainly this do. This uh, pool, and... by the way, guys, is going to kick off Masters Week and finish the BMW Championship for 20 weeks of TaylorMade. It certainly is, and I'm looking forward to seeing everyone's reaction, both you know online and comments, that sort of thing. But you know, Mark, you mentioned that busy schedule that we have, and another one that that will be also a very busy week for us is the RBC Canadian Open. And Bob, I know you really enjoyed last year when we were on location, we were on the rink hole, and uh, it's it's going to be another great season of 20 weeks of Taylor. Right now, before we go to break. Um, Bob, have you had a chance to go to a, a simulator at all? Have you had, had a chance to hit any of your new tailor-made uh, gear uh, in, indoors? Yeah, we have uh, we have one at my club. I'm a member and uh, got to hit my driver a few times. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I'm not changing my irons this year. I'm going to keep the same irons from a year ago, which is nice. But getting some new wedges dialed in, and that's going to be uh, that's going to be. I think I'm. I've sort of done that. We have a little wedge area, but it's kind of hard to do it. I got to wait till we get outside to do it. So I'll leave those in the wrappers for now, but uh, the driver's working well. I can tell you that it's never ceases to amaze me how these people can always continually improve on the product. And we've already seen a lot of great success throughout professional golf right now. You know, Brooke Henderson on the LPGA Tour, Nelly Corda, Scotty Scheffler, Team Taylor made us getting a lot of great results so far in 2023, and that will certainly continue. Of course, for more information on 20 Weeks of TaylorMade, check out our website, check out our social media channels. $40,000 are giving away over that total throughout 2023. It is going to be tons of fun. On the other side, we're going to kick off Hour 2 with our favorite time of the show. It's going to be Winners Weird and What's Kick Off Hour 2. And later on in the hour, we'll be joined by Michelle Liu from the Swing Lab Performance and Therapy Center. It's getting that time of year where you know the clocks have changed. Spring is essentially here, although it's not really feeling like it outside. It's time to, for you to get your body loose, to get activated, to get ready for golf season. Mark, I know it's 31 degrees. I know you're sweating right now during this radio <laughs> show. But we have layers on. We'll find out how you can get activated and get your body ready for your best golf season ever. That's also coming up in hour two. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to hour one of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Why Picton Mahoney? 
visit PictonMahoney.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Got to tell you guys, I've already heard from a couple of people who I haven't heard from a little while. Oh, 20 weeks of TaylorMade's back. Oh, how do I get involved? So you got to love that on social media. <laughs> people just haven't, whatever, whenever they see, oh, giveaway, we're giving this away. How do I get involved? Oh, now we're going to be best friends again. Anyway, great to see uh, these people uh, get involved. 20 weeks of TaylorMade. It is back in 2023, bigger and better. Welcome back inside GTC. Adam Scully, Mark Sakino, and Bob Weeks recapping the Valspar Championship and everything going on in in the world of golf. But now it's time for our favorite time of the show. It's winners, weird, and what? And this week, Bob, you have the tee. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, guys. Well, in addition to the big announcement this week for 20 Weeks of TaylorMade, we also have a big announcement from the RBC PGA of Canada Scramble. And that's my winner this week. I've been involved with this for a number of years now at the final. And it's a great event. It's a really cool um, play-down championship, whatever you want to call it, that can get you all the way to a weekend at Cabot in uh, Cape Breton and you play the courses there. So, there's always been with a scramble and when there's a pro involved and all, there's always been a little bit of, a, uh, I guess, some, some bitterness from the people who don't get there necessarily. So this year they've made a number of changes, and this is why it's my winner this week because they announced the changes just uh, last week. Uh, they're going to take 75% of the handicap that pl- the teams put in, so they're going to try and limit it, uh, some of the sandbagging that has allegedly been going on. They are also, this is the most important part to me, they're also going to have two spots at the national final exclusively for all female teams. And they are going to have net and gross divisions in local and regional qualifying. So I think it's kind of cool that they're going to have some some fun with this. And if you have never played in the RBC Scramble, you should try. You should actually get yourself out there, um, find uh, some buddies, and go to the qualifier. Adam? All right, Bob. I don't know, Bob, if you know this, but I recently reactivated my membership with the PGA of Canada because I felt like, you know what, A, I'm a fan of our golf, our friends at Golf Canada, Golf Ontario, PGA of Ontario, PGA of Canada, because we support the game in Canada. But I thought down the road, you guys know I like to teach. I like to help people with their golf games. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to rejoin the association. Now that you can do 90% of, of what you need to do remotely. So maybe, maybe we put in a Golf Talk Canada scramble team this year because you've got your pro, <laughs> the two of us, who's our fourth, and can Bob do T announcements why he plays? That's the big question. You know, it, it's funny you mention that because I was also having a, a, a meeting uh a text conversation with a buddy trying to also, you know, sign up and qualify. So this sounds like an idea that we're just going to be flourishing throughout the summer and expanding (laughs) and maybe have some open tryouts, you know, see how the team chemistry vibes, that sort of thing. But this is all very exciting. And that goes to your winner, Bob. We're going to have, we're going to have to rename it uh, the GTC GC, the golf talk Canada (laughs) golf club. Get into it. (laughs) My, my weird this week uh, takes us to a suburb of Boston where Eric and Athena Tenzar have or recent, well, no, actually in 2017, bought a house. 
that's on a golf course called the Indian Pond Golf Course. And since they were, uh, since they've moved in there, they have collected more than 700 golf balls that have landed on their property. Many of them have hit their windows, breaking them, dented the siding, and made it almost impossible for them to go outside, especially with their kids. They put hockey helmets on their kids when they go outside. So what did they do? Well, they decided they were going to sue the Indian Pond Golf Course. And guess what? They won $5 million. I've got my uh, finger by my mouth, corner of my mouth. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> that, was, that was back in uh, April last year. In December, it was uh, overturned, and it's going back again in court. And I think this is the weirdest scenario, but I don't know. Guys, what do you think? Do you think... I sort of think if you live near an airport, you're going to have to put up with the planes. But if you live near a golf course, I suppose it depends on how the golf course is designed. But I don't know. What do you think, Adam? I don't know. That's, that's a tough one there. I mean, you, you, I, I don't know. That's, that's a lot of information to take in. Mark, what do you think? I'm with Bob on this a thousand percent. I mean, hey. You know, don't don't uh, don't lie by uh, don't buy lie by a sprinkler and complain to get wet, right? Yeah, right. Uh, and my what this week is the uh, the fact that what what is going on that we haven't really even thought about the fact that this week is the very last World Golf Championship event that's going to be played. Oh, this yeah. tournament's going to go by the wayside after this year. And uh, we're not going to have any more WGCs. They had a pretty good life. They had um, pretty good popularity with the players. No cut, big money. This was all kind of started as a reaction to Greg Norman's proposal way, way back to have this world tour. And it seems like the circle has come all the way around again because now we got the designated events. We don't need the WGCs. But this is the final one of them all. So I don't know. We'll have to see what, uh, uh, what it holds, uh, if there's something else that's going on in the future or not. Uh, who has the tee now? It is Adam. You have the tee. 348. <laughs> oh, man, that is sweet. I don't know, but Bob, when you were saying that the circle of life, I was just picturing the circle of life. Just playing in my, in my head. Anyway, I'm not going to sing anymore on this. Hey, Amadeo. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, my winner this week. Okay, so you guys know last week on the show, I, I, I gave Max McGreevy a lot of grief because he, he birdied his last hole in the second round to break 90 on the PGA Tour. And no, this isn't your C-Flight Club championship at any of your local muni. This is a professional golfer who shot 69 the day before. So something the Valspar Championship does, which is pretty cool, is that they can customize the Caddy Bib nickname. So... For example, Justin Thomas and JT Poston played together, and on the back of JT Poston's caddy's uh, caddy bib, it said the other JT, hardy har har. So for Max McGreevy, he had some fun with this, and his caddy on the back of his caddy bib had Mr. 89. So, you know, having some fun, good for Max McGreevy. We all have tough days on the golf course. Bravo. Now, he did miss the cut as well, but he broke 80 in both rounds. So, a step in the right direction uh, for Max McGree. Okay, my weird this week, and this, is, this came up on social media about a year ago, but we have to bring it up again because Colin Morikawa was on Jimmy Fallon last week, and he said one of the weirdest things I think I have ever heard, and it has nothing to do with golf. It's the way he eats his cereal in the morning. 
Colin Mork, I mean, what he's, he's I got to interview him in LA. He seems like a good dude, but he puts he pours his milk into the bowl first and then the cereal. What Bob, do you do this? Because if you do, I don't think I'll ever speak to you again. I'm not a cereal guy, but that does seem a little bit odd to me. I don't really know. Like, like, doesn't that take away from the snap, crackle, pop? Exactly. Mark, what do you think? Well, I think he's a, I think he's a psychopath. I think anybody uh, who puts their <laughs> cereal in the bowl this way should be locked up immediately. And likely, likely the same individual that puts their toilet paper roll where they pull from underneath in the bank uh, back instead of over the top. These are the same people. We need to lock them up now. They're dangerous to society, Adam. I, you know what? I, I should have reworked my interview with Colin back at uh, the, the global launch event in LA and only asked him about cereal and toilet paper, I guess. But maybe <laughs> we'll save that for, for another day. Okay, my what this week before we go to you, Mark. It, one of the stars of the PGA Tour Netflix series Full Swing was not only Joel Damon, but his caddy, Gino Bedelli, who is just this great personality. And he put out a tweet Sunday afternoon yesterday, and I'll read it. 2023 Valspar Championship fourth round. Joel to me, if you were actually going to caddy for me today, what club would, would you suggest I hit here? Brackets. Apparently, I wasn't very helpful today. Joel, I only shot 40 on that side. Me. Is that good? Joel, it felt like way more than that. I would love to see a reality show of these two just going back and forth. They're so great for the game of golf. They're something different. That's one of the reasons I really enjoyed full swing. Okay, that's it for me. Mark, now the tea is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, the truth is, and this one's for Bob, because Adam, it'll go right over your head. Gino Benelli, Bob, my favorite's Black Cars Look Better in the Shade, right? Is that it? Or The Day? How'd that song go? I can't remember. It's Adam's like right over top the head. Okay, my winner this week, um, let's all go to the Masters dinner. Did you guys see Scotty mm. Scheffler's menu? Cheeseburger sliders, firecracker shrimp, tortilla soup, Texas ribeye steak, Warm chocolate chip skillet cookies. I mean, okay, I'm willing to break the, the diet, the restricted diet right now to pull, pull up the chair and chow down at that. I mean, Bob, in your memory, you've, you've, you know, you've covered 30, 40 masters. I don't know what the number is, but it's got to be in there. What was your favorite menu or what was? Is there a menu that leaps out of the page you went? Either I want to be at that dinner or... I think I'd take a pass this year because this menu I love. Uh, Mike Weir's menu was pretty good. He had it was an all Canadian featured menu, and he uh, he had some Tim Hortons donuts at the end of it, I think. But I recall, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes the simpler menus are the more popular menus because the deal is here's what happens when you go to that dinner, you have the option of choosing the minor, the, the the winner's menu, or you can just order off the Augusta National. So a lot of the old guys, apparently, it didn't matter what came in, but if you were like Byron Nelson or, or one of those guys, you would, just, you would just order the steak dinner. It didn't really matter. So, so Scotty's given them an option here that I think they're all going to like. I'll take the chicken soup and a cheese sandwich with the crust cut off. No, that might be the way that goes down. Yeah, I'm exactly. not 100% sure. Okay, my weird this week, I've heard golfers. I've heard golfers called a lot of things. But being a meth addict, 
That's what Ben yeah. Affleck referred golfers to. He went to meet Michael Jordan at the Groves Country Club, Michael's own private club down in Jupiter, Florida, this week, uh, a couple weeks ago. And it was to say, hey, Michael, sorry, this was actually much longer ago. This was when he, uh, that Air Jordan movie that Ben Affleck's got coming out was kind of in develop, development. So he wanted to get the nod from Michael to make sure, hey, is this okay? Are you cool with this? And Michael was totally cool with it. It's coming out in theaters soon. But he suggested, someone asked him why Ben doesn't play golf. He said, I see people go into that and it just eats up their lives. They don't come out of it. I look at golf like meth. They have better teeth, but it seems that once you go in, you don't come out. So in other words, it's so addicting, it's like drugs. I just started laughing because you know what, guys? It's not that, that far off, I guess. And finally, I just want to get your thoughts on this, guys, because what do we take from Jay Monahan's response to the potential ball back, roll back, and the current proposal? And I'm going to summarize here because it's very long. But it suggests that he appreciates the USGA and the RNA looking at this and da-da-da-da-da, and there's a lot of that. And it says, we will continue to speak to our membership, our industry partners, and evaluate our feedback on this proposal. The tour remains committed to ensuring any future solutions identified benefit the game as a whole without negatively impacting our tour our players, and our fans' enjoyments of the sports. That's the full stop end of this equation. Before we wrap it, I want to go to both of you with this question. Right now, if this proposal goes to law, the current way it was written, which I don't believe it will, I believe this is going to land on a ball freeze, but if it lands where it currently is, Adam, Bob, start with you, then go to get the Bob next. Adam, do you think the tour supports it? No, I don't think they do. I agree. Bob, if it were to go to law, but I, again, I think it's going to change. But right now, do you think the tour proposes it, supports it? Certainly not if they have a player vote. You can guarantee that. That's, uh, and again, we'll have our, uh, a full recap of the proposed rollback on television this week. And like I mentioned earlier, including lots of player reaction. Let's just say they're not so happy about what's to come. Now, before we go to break, I, I have to give a little uh, brief add-on to your master's menu uh, comment there, Mark, because I heard Bubba Watson at a live press conference this past week say that before many of the dinners, he actually eats before the dinner. He has a couple that. of yeah, a couple of burritos before. I mean, Bubba, just just order it there, Mark. What do you think? Okay, Masters Week, guys. I got a great idea. Masters okay. Week, something the three of us have never done before, and we've covered a gazillion Masters together. But somewhere during Masters Week, either Monday radio or TV or Wednesday radio, I think the three of us should give our Masters menu champions dinner if we were hosting the champions dinner. I want to know what you guys would serve. We're going to ask our Twitter audience what they would serve. Let's do that Masters Week. I think it's a great idea, and Mark, I can, I mean, I'll get the Brunello ordered and, and get, re get ready for you, just, just a lot of Brunello and, and more Brunello, but no, that's a great idea, we'll do that on one of our many, many, many shows we have during Masters Week. On the other side, Bobby mentioned it, it's the last World Golf Championship event, it's the match play this week, and two of the hottest players in the world, of course, in the field, John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler. We're all going to pick one of them, we have to pick one, that's coming up next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. 
For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. Learn more about their award-winning golf course and growing community. Visit CobbleBeach.com today. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Bob Weeks, and Mark Sakino all around the table. Coming up on our Wednesday show this week, It'll be a bit of a different show because the PGA Tours WGC Dell Technologies match play actually kicks off on Wednesday. So we'll be doing a lot of live odds talk, live group talk of when certain groups tee off. Those groups will be announced later tonight and we'll have a full breakdown, of course, on our television special too. But the two headliners, of course, this week at the WGC are John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, two of the hottest players in the world right now. 1-2 in the official World Golf Rankings. John Rahm, three victories so far already in 2023. Scotty Scheffler, his last three starts, win, second, win. So he's playing pretty well as well. Let's go to you first, Bob. This week, you have to pick one of these guys. Are you going with John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler? I'm going with uh, Rory McIlroy. No. Okay. <laughs> Breaking the rules right now. No, I'm going to go. I will go with Scotty Scheffler. And if you look at his record at this event, which is very small, obviously, but he won last year. But if you go look at John Rahm's record in match play events, he was runner up here in 2017 to Dustin Johnson. But after that, he's sort of never really been a serious threat. His overall Ryder Cup record is 4-3-1. and one. So, you know, it's okay. It's not bad by any means. Certainly, but I'm not sure he's he's as uh, shown himself to be as talented in in match play as Scotty Scheffler has. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Scotty. Interesting. Okay, so Bob's going with Scotty. Mark, who are you going with? A hundred percent with Scotty for everything that Bob outlined. I would add that he's already defended a championship successfully this year. He almost defended another one at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. This is a title defense for Scotty Scheffler. And the one reason I think you go with Scotty Scheffler right now over almost anybody in the world is when his game is not there and his ball striking is off, he possibly is the best in the world inside 50 and 100 yards right now. That short game keeps him in everything. With that short game, he can likely win a match not hitting it his best. I want to correct myself here, too. His, his last four starts, Scotty won the Players' Championship. T4 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. He missed a putt on the 72nd hole. T12 at the Genesis, then a, that win at the WM Phoenix Open. Regardless, he's playing a lot of great golf. For me, I'm also going with Scotty Scheffler, more because John Rahm's driving has just been very inconsistent so far this season. And I know it's match play. I know it's a different kind of format. I know you have to be a little more aggressive, but the more drivers for John Rahm, could mean more trouble, and for that alone, I will take Scotty Scheffler. Now, before we go to break, this we've been doing this new format of the match play for a number of years now, where it's not one and done. There's this group play heading into it. Mark, do you think this format has worked wonders? Do you think it's better than the one and done, or does it lack drama? What do you think? 
I always liked the one and done, but I understand why they went to this so that the players wouldn't skip it. And that being said, we still have big names skipping it this week. I believe Justin Thomas is the most, yep. the, the most recent big name to say he's taking a pass. Justin Rose taking a pass. So uh, although on occasion it, it, it kept players in it more so than the pass, I know why they did it. I don't know. I never landed on a solid opinion on this one. And I really used to enjoy the true... March Madness version of, of golf. I really like that. I know the players hated it, but Bob, I remember remember some of those finals with two guys playing in a 36 hole match. You didn't know, or 36 holes on the final day, and you'd end up with two guys you wouldn't know if you hit them with your car in the final. That's not good for TV. Or or the other alternative is you end up with two guys, and one guy goes up by six after the first, you know, 18 holes or something, and you're switching the channel over to. Uh, Magic Tom or Romper Room or I don't know whatever is on, <laughs> whatever you can watch at that time. It's um, it's it's the just a scenario that you have to live with. I I don't think it's fair for guys to come and play one round and not even play one round. You can play less than one round, obviously, if you get knocked out, you know, with four holes to go or something, and then go home. So I think this is the only way to do it. I find it awkward, especially if they have a little tie and there's a little playoff of some sorts, but. Um, it's it's the system that seems to work, and once you get to those sixteen finalists, then it kind of works more like a normal situation. We got five Canadians in the field, by the way, which is going to be interesting to see how uh, they stack up, and if any of them end up playing each other in along the way somewhere. It's uh, it's getting that getting that way now, where uh, things are pretty crowded amongst Canadian competition on the on the leaderboard. So it'll be fun to watch and see when they deli- deliver those um, groups tonight later on. Yeah, it certainly will. It'll be awesome to see five Canadians in the field this week at the WGC. Mark, I know you have a very uh, important meeting to get to. Thanks for joining us today. And hopefully it's not too Boys, hot for you throughout the day. No, no, have a great week. We got a crazy jam-packed uh, work schedule today with Casa de Campo content and Golf Talk Canada stuff. So thanks for taking it home. And uh, see you guys tomorrow for TV, boys. Okay, sounds good. That's Mark Zucchino. Uh, Thanks for joining us today, Mark. On the other side, we're going to hear from Michelle Liu from the Swing Lab Performance and Therapy Center. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. Book your tour at cadillac.ca slash live. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Scully and Weeks taking it home today. Well, it's that time of year now in the GTA where... You can sense it. Golf season is around the corner. Maybe not by the temperatures. It was in the minus 8, minus 10 over the weekend, which was not ideal. But it's sunny outside. The clocks have changed. Spring is sort of kind of officially here. That you might think, hey, maybe it's time to get ready for golf season. Maybe it's time to go to one of our simulators here. And if you're going to do that, maybe you shouldn't just go right to your simulator and start beating balls because you might get hurt. And that's where the Swing Lab Performance and Therapy Center comes in. This is a place where you can totally get dialed in, but most importantly, 
there are many different exercises that you can learn while going to the Swing Lab Performance Therapy Center to help activate your body, to help your body get ready. Those golf-specific muscles, your hips, your lower back, your shoulders, all of the above, your core as well. For much more on the Swing Lab Performance and Therapy Center, I caught up with Michelle Liu. Pleased to be joined by a good friend of Golf Talk Canada, Michelle Liu, the owner and founder of the Swing Lab Performance and Therapy Center. Michelle, welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Well, thank you for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. So we had you on some point last year, and we got a lot of great feedback about the Swing Lab Performance and Therapy Center. But there are a lot of people maybe tuning in now for the first time who might think, hey, I've never heard of this. Tell our listeners mm -hmm. and viewers what this is all about. Yeah, for sure. Um, so at Swing Lab, basically what we do is look at how your body is being utilized in the golf swing through like physical assessment, followed by 3D motion analysis of the golf swing. So that way we can see exactly how you turn, how you tilt, how you transfer energy through the golf swing. And also if you have any physical restrictions, where are they at and like what's causing them and how you fire the muscles, all that fun stuff so that we can tie everything together to learn more about your body swing connection. So let's say I'm going in for the first time. What happens? So when we first start with a client, the first thing we'll do is go through the assessment. So kind of like what I described earlier, we start with a physical part first where we look at your mobility, your stability, your strength, how your muscles fire, and also like what happens with motor control when we load the different joints in different areas that we need for the golf swing. Then we'll do a 3D motion analysis of your golf swing so that we see how you utilize the body and also figure out like why you move a certain way in the golf swing and tie that back to what your body can and can do and figure out from there. And the beauty of it from there is that after that first assessment where you're doing some exercises, you're hitting some balls, then the person that you're instructing or giving advice to has some homework to do because you give them some drills, some stretches that they, they need to do. And these aren't your, you know, strength training, uh, plyometrics, bench press, squat, deadlift, that sort of thing. These are things that help you move your body more more for, you know, hip flexibility, spine flexibility, and your back, correct? Yeah, for sure. So based on what we see, we do a combination of stuff where it depends if your joints are more restricted, we want to work the joints, but as you work the joints, you want to release the tight muscles at the same time. So it won't be like just stretching one thing. And as we move and improve the mobility, we also want to improve your muscles activation so that the right muscles that we need in the golf swing actually learn how to fire like properly, but also fire when they need to fire in the golf swing so that you learn how to control the rotation and motion a different way, basically. So, I mean, a lot of people who tune into our show, they, they always say, you know, like how good of a golfer is Mark Zucchino or Bob Weeks or Adam Scully? <laughs> and, and they might see us, you know, hit some uh, some big bombs out there on, uh, you know, with, with the driver. Uh, but for you, like you've really taken a look at my swing personally, you've made a lot of changes where I used to really – it was almost like a deep sumo squat standing over the mm -hmm. ball. And when you first saw me, you, you looked at me and said, you realize that you really can't turn at all doing that. Right. And I said, yeah, I, I guess you're right. <laughs> so, so walk our listeners and viewers through what you've done for me just on, on a swing uh, analysis. Mm -hmm. For, well, for Adam, <laughs> 
I think, yeah, like you mentioned, the biggest thing to start is your setup, right? A lot of people we see, especially like the better players too, is that a lot of people set up with the tilt just off by a little bit and that affects like how open your hip joint positions are. So when you set up a little more in the sumo squat position, you are kind of restricting your hip joint itself from rotating. So when you rotate, you end up losing your spine angle and pelvis angle just because you run out of room to rotate in the hip joint. So sometimes it may not be the hips, but more so where the spine and everything is and the posture. So for Adam, once we got through that part, we also then work on getting the muscles to fire how you rotate the hips. So that way you can actually load the hip and initiate the downswing properly without your upper body keep coming out of posture. Right. Well, and, and that's a big one for me. And I was just just recently in Florida and I saw you uh, about a week or so before leaving. Yeah. And, and one of the great things that I've really enjoyed seeing and spending time with you is that every time we go, you gave me some sort of little swing tidbit or drill. And for me, it was to take a swing, a practice swing, and then let go of my right hand so basically it's almost like you're backhanding with a uh you know like a tennis racket sort of thing because mm -hmm. my one of my many issues with my golf swing is that through impact i'm sort of chicken winning winging and this gave me the ability to really release through the ball is that one of the favorite things you like to do is is you know when you're anal analyzing people's swings is to look and say hey this is how i can really help you yeah, for sure. So for example, like what you were saying with the release and the lead arm having that chicken wing, a lot of people think that they chicken wing because they can't like rotate their shoulder. But a lot of times, a lot of people in our chicken, having the chicken wing is because the pelvis is blocking how the arm can release. So you may not necessarily have like a shoulder issue. So like for Adam, you didn't really have the shoulder issue. It was more so that your body always thrusts forward and you get stuck. So your arm has to do that to get the club through at the speed. And the other thing is that a lot of people don't know how to fire the muscles off the shoulder and the rotator cuff to externally rotate the arm as they are rotating the body at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that is a very common thing for sure. Yeah, totally. And, you know, so, so that's on the golf swing side of things. And this is me personally, but mm -hmm. my, my probably biggest takeaway is how I have felt off the golf course, because I know when you first saw me, when we did our first assessment, you asked me to basically flex back to, to see my spine flexibility. And from then, I think it was January, 2022 until now, yeah. I mean, it, my spine flexibility is leaps and bounds. Better. It's, it's so much better. And I, but more, almost most importantly is that I, I no, no, no longer wake up with lower back pain. I'm 31 now. Sometimes I felt like I was 51 at the time, but now I, I wake up, I feel loosey goosey. So how important is spine flexibility to not only the golf swing now, but in everyday life? Yeah. Well, that's definitely one of the things at Swing Lab we look at that will probably be like the first thing we look at with most people, especially nowadays, most people are sitting for work, for school, or like just in general, like people are sitting way more nowadays than before. So over time, people tend to lose the flexibility, the mobility in the spine joints. 
and you don't get into that full extension, like what you were describing, arching backwards. And when you get stuck in the flexion, which is going forward for a long time, it actually pushes the disc out from the position that it's supposed to sit in. So in general, a lot of people end up with very stiff back, back tightness, soreness, spasm, or sometimes they end up herniating this just because your body has been stuck in that position for a long time. Yeah, so the better mobility you have in the spine, one, it definitely helps with rotation and keeping your spine angle to rotate. And then the other thing, it also protects your back so that you don't end up with injuries. Totally. And, you know, I, I mentioned I'm 31, but the, the beauty of Swing Lab Performance and Therapy Center is that whether you're 10, whether you're 80, whether you're a scratch, whether you're a 30 handicap, you can go and improve your overall well-being. Yeah, for sure. Like We definitely do see a wide span of golfers from every level, different age. And a lot of times, um, I would say, a lot of people come in here to get for their golf performance, but at the same time, what we're doing will also help with day-to-day lives so that they can move better, they can walk farther, it's easier to bend down and pick things up. So that will help everyday life as well as the golf swing. Well, and so a, a lot of people tuning in here are, you know, in the GTA or somewhere in Canada. Well, where let's face it, it's not exactly warm outside <laughs> at this point. And maybe like you mentioned earlier, where people are sitting down more often, they're, they've been doing a lot more of that, watching TV, watching the golf, mm-hmm. doing whatever. And but now they're they, they're chomping at the bit. They want to get back on the golf course. What are what are some of your favorite, uh, whether it's a stretch or an exercise someone can do, whether they just stand up on, you know, beside their couch while they're watching TV that they can say, you know, I can do this and maybe they'll help me out a little bit. So for what we were talking about with the lower back and the spine mobility, one easy way of doing that is that you can put your hands behind where your tailbone is basically and try to cup it. And then when you stand up, you just try to put pressure through your hands and push it forward. As you push forward, you're going to feel like a little tension at the beginning, but then it will eventually relieve. Then you slowly arch your back backwards so that you go into the opposite direction of sitting. So that usually gives people quite some relief. But if you do that and you feel any pain around the back and going down the legs, then that could be causing a different problem in the spine. So if that happens, then you definitely want to seek medical advice right away. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Well, I mean, there's, there's so much great information here from the swing lab performance and therapy center for someone tuning in who says, I want to come see you. I need to come see you. Where can they find more information? Yeah. So you can find uh, information on our website, which it's uh, com, And then um, you can also, once you go on there, there's a link to book, uh, complimentary consultation. So we do consultations over the phone, over Zoom, or in person. It's a 30-minute appointment that we can have a chat with you to see what you're looking for, what you're trying to improve, what is the issue that you're struggling with, and then we can go from there and give you guidance on the best direction. Well, Michelle, always great to catch up. Really enjoyed our last session about two weeks ago. Looking forward to seeing you again. I know Mark Zucchino has been by to see you. Not Bob Weeks yet, but of course, 
TSN radio program director, Jeff McDonald has seen you many times. And I know he, you have helped change his life and golfing because he is the biggest golf fan in the world. Michelle, thanks for your time today. Thank you for having me again. Lots of great information coming there from Michelle and Bob for you. I know you're big into the, into the yoga game, how, you know, with golf season, you know, hopefully just around the corner here in the GTA, are, are, do you have a specific program you're on or routine you go through when you wake up before you go to sleep to, you know, make sure your, your body's moving the right way? Just a lot of stretching. Sometimes I do yoga. Sometimes I just do a big stretching program and I got to admit a lot of my, uh, other gym work is more related to my running. So it's a lot of, uh, which I think can help benefit. It's a lot of lower body legs, single leg, uh, glutes and abs and all that stuff. So, um, maybe I have to go and see, uh, see your, your guru there to see if she can stretch me out a little bit more and find out what I can do to help my golf game. But, uh, but flexibility is sure a big key to playing some good golf. It certainly is. And uh, we'll also play that interview uh, on our television show this week where you'll see some visuals of the drills that Michelle gave me specifically and how my unorthodox practice swing now where it's essentially, it looks like I'm, I'm throwing a, a tennis racket doing a, a one-handed backhand where if you, if you let go of the club, the club will go flying, which I thankfully have not done yet, but it certainly helped me release the club more through impacts. So we'll play that out on our television show this coming Wednesday. On the other side, we'll have leaderboard updates around the world of golf, and we'll tee up a very busy week for us here on GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management, was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the Tour 360 fit, while the Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Coming up this week's edition of GTC. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. This Monday edition of GTC. We're back Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon on TSN 1050 as well. 1 p.m. on TSN television this coming Wednesday. Time for some leaderboard updates. Leaderboard updates are brought to you by Bushnell Golf. The number one rangefinder in golf. Visit bushnellgolf.com. Let's start on PGA Tour Champions where Ernie Ls the big easy gets it done rounds of 70 65 65 a one shot victory over Steve Stricker and Doug Barron Ernie Els continues to play some great golf he's got the yellow golf ball now too which has been fun to see Mike Weir was in the mix through a couple of days a third round 73 dropped him 24 spots on the leaderboard he finished T31 on the DP World Tour the SDC Championship, Matthew Baldwin with a seven-shot victory. Rounds of 70, 67, 65, 68 for Matthew Baldwin. And on the at the PGA Tour Valspar Championship, Taylor Moore gets it done with a one-shot victory over a couple of players. Bob? 
Uh, I'm just going to add in the PGA Tour Latino America got mm. underway, and Miles Creighton from Digby, Nova Scotia, finished third. He went into the final round uh, playing in the last group with Jake McCrory, who ended up being the winner. So a good start to the season for, for Miles. And as well on the Live Tour, Danny Lee with a big victory, winning $4 million. And Bob, I know you were you know, tuning in just out of curiosity to see how this played out, given it was a playoff at the end. And we, we know that the Live is trying to do a lot of different things in terms of shotgun starts, et cetera, et cetera. From a viewing perspective, what was it like watching the last couple of holes uh, for the Live event? Uh, it was kind of bizarre and hard to follow because, you know, they used the shotgun start. So Danny Lee ended up playing the second hole was his final hole, while most of the other guys, I think, all finished on, no, they don't all finish on 18. Some of them finished on 18, and I think one finished on, like, 16 or something. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of bizarre and in that way. Um, I would say the crowds were, they weren't horrible, but it wasn't certainly anything compared to what you saw at Valspar. It looked like maybe a maybe like a Corn Ferry Tour event or something around the 18th. And that was just around the 18th hole. I will say it was kind of neat to see Danny Lee. He rolled a putt through about three feet of rough before he got it onto the green and hold the putt to win. So uh, another one in the books, I guess, for Liv. But uh, we'll see what goes on. There's a quite an interesting article today by Alan Shipnuck talking about mm-hmm. the belt tightening that's going on at Liv, which is an interesting aspect of it as well. Yeah, and we're going to dive deep into that during our Wednesday show, talking more about Liv and what's really going on behind the scenes. Because, you know, there were some rumors on social media, you know, Greg Norman, it's his, uh, Liv isn't a part of his Twitter bio anymore. So, of course, people are up in arms all about that. And so we'll dive deep into all of that during our Wednesday show. And like I mentioned earlier, it'll be a bit of a different show for us because the PGA Tours WGC Dell Technologies Match Play Championship gets underway on Wednesday. So it'll be a lot of live look-ins of, you know, Group X is going off. Here are the odds of, you know, each player to win that group. We'll take a deep dive into that. And that'll be a part of our doubleheader on Wednesday for GTC, uh, 10 a.m. to noon on TSN 1050, 1 p.m. on TSN television as well. Of course, 20 weeks of TaylorMade. We're giving away over $40,000 worth of prizes this year. Wow. Double the amount from 2022. The gift that keeps on giving here on GTC. Bob, thanks for a good show today. I know you're a very busy man. And thank you. And we will be back Wednesday, 10 a.m., TSN 1050 as well, TSN television at 1 p.m. Thanks so much for joining us. Leafs Lunch is coming up next, right here on TSN 1050. This segment of GTC, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management, was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last serving as the foundation for the Tour 360 Fit, while the Spike More Traction System will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.